Good evening, everybody. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. It's time for what's on Joe Mind. It's the team stream. How's everybody out in team stream land doing? We're fine. Uh, joining me as always. <laughs> She's the first lady of Gia Co Joe cosplay. You know her, you love her. It's Joe Colton, everybody. Hey, everybody. Joe Colton, it's, uh, how, how's life in D.C. this week? Better than last week? It's going. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a low bar, Mike. <laughs> no right? insurrection this week yet. <laughs> look, look I, I'm the king of finding the, the silver linings here. That's all. Right. I'm, I mean, but, the weekend's not over, so. Yeah, we're just getting started, clearly. Yeah, but, but I heard that Buffalo Shaman sightings are way down in D.C. this week. So. <laughs> as as are Confederate flags on Amazing. Capitol Hill. <laughs> Amazing. Good, too. Weird how that works out. Anyhow. You, you got to get rid of those loser flags. <laughs> Second place. Second place. So close. Anyways, also <laughs> joining us this evening, former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro, it's... The Hot Show, Mark Weber. Hey! And I'm testing all sorts of new stuff out. So we rotated the computer desk, right? So I didn't really move so much as in it. Uh, yeah. But look at this. I got this nice blank wall behind me for my giant melon to center on, I guess. <laughs> I got double screens going now so I can oh, wow. track run down over here and the camera right here it's still a work in progress we may have more going on next week want to see yeah. if i can get a big toy shelf behind me people right. carefully pose toys so you know i'm legit right right that, that's mandatory i got i got more options here i mean i got somebody else's toy shelf behind me i don't know if that counts i mean i like the mystery of it that it's at an angle so you're like what is that Ooh, is that could that be that Cobra Viper I've heard so much about? No, probably. He's looking. No, it is not. Uh, it's a Bankman, right? There's always Bankman. Yes, it, it's a, every other every other classified figure that Rob owns, but not the Viper. I'm not sure where the Viper is. Yeah, that's a that's a common theme. That's pretty much the anthem of the right. Joe collector these days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's tough hunting out there, but I, I want to remind everybody that those have been out for two weeks. Be cool. Be cool. Everybody much, chill. Much like the Cobra Trooper, there's probably a whole bunch more of them about to show up just any day now. Right? Yeah. That's, that, that's what they told uh, our guest host a couple weeks ago. That's true. But, you know, Hasbro... Sometimes they don't give us a straight story on that. I don't know how we would know that for certain. Right, right, Mark? <laughs> I, have, I have no comment on that. <laughs> the disclosure that they made you sign said that you have no I, comment on that. I have no, I have no comment on that. <laughs> so, it. yeah, yeah, tough week right. out in, in Joe land. Yeah. Um, I don't think Fireflies ever shipped to the state of Indiana. Like Which it was is really weird. 
Because aren't fireflies kind of native to Indiana and Ohio? And you'd think, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, when when they first when they first dropped on the first of the year, uh, the when you looked in Pop Finder, when you looked on Target site, it said that uh, that they they weren't sold at the store. It didn't say they were out of stock. It said they're not here. They're stop looking. They're never coming. And that was really just in the last couple of days where Target site started to say out of stock. So at least. If it wasn't available before, at least it looks like they're going to be open and available for it now. So I, I'm optimistic. The sun will come out tomorrow. I think that's impressive. I think that bet optimism your, is it's like enjoying Vogon poetry. Bet <laughs> your bottom dollar that tomorrow. There'll be vipers? Joe <laughs> we'll Colton, you going to start singing with me here? Nope. No, come on, come on. I, I can put a soothing baritone on top of your not good singing voice. No, oh my God, it's not even that. Sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> See, you can sing a little bit when you do your mic impression. That's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Get Robin here, we'll do a quartet. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, we good. And so, yeah, apparently we're, it's not, uh, we're not the only ones having this, this issue here. Uh, my target said that they weren't selling exclusives when they first launched. They did a reset on the 10th, and now they have them. That's, that's probably not too weird. Uh, just because... you... Go ahead, Mark. I was just saying, how would you qualify have them? Like have a list have, that there's no Probably stock. more like they have a space for them, but whatever. <laughs> that, that's better than, better than not having anything at all, right? Sidebar here, just just so uh, I don't interrupt again. If you blink, you're gonna miss the lovely Elizabeth flying behind me up the stairs. Ready? Three, two, one, and go. Oh, screen cap! Screen cap! Go! Spotted! <laughs> I'm Canadian, so our local target is a Canadian tire. That is true. As a Canadian, I can confirm that. They tried to do Target Canada. They you did. Got, Walmart yeah. Walmart uh, sabotaged it. Uh, yes and no. There was also some pretty gross mismanagement from Target going on there. They're, they can't yeah. blame it all on. They can't blame it all on Bentonville, Arkansas. The Canadians told them to get oot. Hey. Sorry, on your way Something out. like that, yeah. <laughs> get oot, eh? Sorry. <laughs> so we have well, canadians watching yes you're supposed to be joining us now that you are an american citizen you're supposed Never. to be joining in i did not give up my canadian citizenship that's true right. that's true you, you, so she gets the, the best of both worlds she gets fantastic health care when she needs it and stanley cup visitation rights it's great correct <laughs> That cup keeps going further and further south, doesn't it? Whatever. Tampa. St. Louis, Louis one year and Tampa the next year. It'll probably be in Guadalajara, Cuba. Mexico next year. <laughs> Going to be a party in Havana when they win that Stanley Cup next year. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, once the regime falls in Cuba, it's going to be a race to divide that up into states. 
the whole island will make yeah. like four states out of it. Every one of them will get an NHL team. Right. And Puerto Rico will be so pissed. They'll be like, hey, come on, hey. you have an island down here, kind of. Right. We're sorry about Bruiser Brody and all. You know, anyways. So uh, eight minutes in, we're actually getting to the show now. So that's yeah. good. For us. That's I, good had for a, I had a schedule, actually. <laughs> On the rundown, you had scheduled 10 minutes of BS. So. Uh, something like we, that. I, usually I go for 10, hoping, hoping we limit it to 12. Here's the question of the day. Is Joe going to punch Mike and Mark in the throat? No. No, she's not. She's yeah. thousands of miles away. Joe didn't give up her Canadian citizenship, but the <laughs> Stanley Cup did. Bazing. I, I I enjoy that we're able to give her grief about the Stanley Cup, and she doesn't really follow hockey. Like she doesn't really care about. Hockey. I used to. I used to, but well, it was mandatory. You had to. Yeah, but, but now I'm like yeah. work and just exhausted. <laughs> I got there. Let's go to the mall by Robin Sparkles. No target anchor in that mall. That's what that's what's going on in Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so anyways, we do have a we do have a big mailbag post sock episode planned for this evening. Uh, we do have a couple of items of news, so let's hit that first. There we go. There we go. It's like the the Joe Colton rule. There, here here a long pattern of silence. And um, you froze then, for a second, so I didn't know if you could hear me. Oh, okay, okay. But long silence followed it. <laughs> by sound effect sound. So right, we could test that there. You and I just shut up suddenly, like with a hand oh. signal. And or we can do goes. like when Phil Donnelly. Like when Phil Donnelly was on, he just froze and the screen yeah. froze. And so Joe and I just froze to Matt. <laughs> it was a good time. He's wonderful. So anyways, first, first news item. <laughs> a classified Duke has been spotted and confirmed with his new paint apps. Uh, it appears as if the new Roadblock Scarlet and Duke figures will be placed in all assortments going forward. Uh, for example, the new Scarlet Roadblock will not be just limited to the Wave 3 releases. So any Duke, any Roadblock, any Scarlet for any assortment going forward appears to be uh, the new paint apps. And much like Roadblock, it's not Duke isn't really different, but he's just more muted. There's there's no gold on the shin guards, and the, the gun has some of those paint apps removed, which is it's too bad, really. I, I like the gun with the gold paint apps and the blue and the, you know, I, I liked it on the gun. I just didn't care for it on his uniform. But isn't anyhow. The, isn't the gun that came with your Duke sideways? Like it's it keeps around corners? Yeah, it's it's bent. It's more like if Duke has the high ground, it's kind of shooting downward. <laughs> then Anakin is in trouble. Right? Yeah. Because that dude never never met the, the high ground. No. Joe Colton, what are you working on there? I had to answer an email. Mm. 
It's never ending, man. Like six days. <laughs> tell tell him to buzz off. I wish. Yeah. You tell him tell that the, the weekend has started because what's on Joe Mind said so. Mm -hmm. Tell her to watch her mouth. Mm -mm. The, <laughs> the weekend doesn't start till what's on Joe Mind says so, but now it's started because we've said so. Welcome to the weekend. Okay. Anyhow. So Duke, that, that, muted that, colors. Yeah, Duke, Duke's got more black details and fewer gold details, and that's, that's probably nice. a positive. I, I didn't I find a, a real good picture where it showed up in, in our limited ability to share graphics. So I but think I'm it's, sure. it's interesting, you know, because it is, according to the old rules, one drop of paint, that's a brand new figure. Right. So, mm -hmm. and I don't, I've been gone quite a while. So who knows if that's still the rules. So I was, I always thought that one was a little ludicrous, right? That, you know, change the color of the guy's hair and oh no, it's brand new item, cost an item count. So it either means the rules have changed or hopefully that the G.I. Joe brand is being allocated more SKUs, more you know, item count within Hasbro's walls. Because even making just a small change, even if you don't like the change as a collector, it's better than just putting out the same figure again. So now I think the question really is, are you, is it better to put repainted Duke, Roadblock, and Scarlet out there for the brand? Is it better for the brand than to put, because they're taking a slot of what could be another Zartan or another Flint or another Lady J in a box. So by mixing up your cases and kind of playing the hits again, mm -hmm. it, it shows a more mainstream push for the brand, which in a movie year, you know, probably makes sense. So, because the diehards need them anyway, right? Yeah. The diehards want every Duke, every Scarlet. So, um, I think it's probably a smart move. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we really haven't seen classified on the pegs, right? Not in any they volume, were, no. Not in any no. volume. So, and that's, you know, uh, all for a long, uh, say long con, but for a long play, it's not a bad thing. That's an old McFarlaneism. He'd rather make 10 too few than one too many. So, but I think they were far enough on the 10 too few side that they really didn't have a chance to grab any new attention. No walk up kid going, wow, that guy's awesome. What's GI Joe? So, you know, maybe this will give them a better shot at it here in year two. Yeah. It's, um, I really think that the the case of of GI Joe's uh, distribution issues is one pandemic, right? So again, mm -hmm. you take three three four months of production out of a year, it's going to affect everything else that year. You're just not going to get caught up right away. They're probably just starting to get caught up on some of that stuff now. Uh, but the second part of it is, I think they greatly underestimated the demand of fans for this type of product. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think just time and time again, we've we've been doing this show for almost ten years, and it never fails to to be the case where there's some kind of tweak or there's some kind of relaunch and or, or soft reboot, and you know the the number we used to hear get tossed around was oh it's the same seven thousand people buying the same stuff over and over again. Well, no, 
okay? It's not just 7,000 toy collectors buying the same thing over and over again. G.I. Joe is something of an evergreen brand. It just doesn't, it has that appeal. It does not go away. It does not die. It's part of our co collective pop culture consciousness. And I, I just think that they've underestimated that again. So. And it's, it's possible it's a little of both, or it's possible that the pandemic did affect Hasbro's production capability, but not necessarily on Joe. It may have been all they wanted to make of, of G.I. Joe, that there was a stronger belief in the launch or that tactically they thought we're going to launch it small and let it be a great big hit. Or maybe they dialed back the numbers once it looked like the movie was going to get bumped. So, I mean, there's any, any number of things that could have happened to it. But toys in general did well during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I think they can, uh, they can ramp it up a little bit here in year two. Yeah, let's hope. Let's, let's hope we start seeing that reflected in the purchase orders for a certain wave at uh, available at Target, in, in theory. And that's not... It's available in theory, anyway. Anyways, next news item. Do, 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 do. Flame Toys has released the first images of a new G.I. Joe toy line. On January 11, Flame Toys uploaded an image of Snake Eyes from their upcoming G.I. Joe entries into the Haito Katakuri line. Wow. Yeah, right? Uh, this is from HisTank.com. For those who do not know Haito Katakuri... It's a licensed figure line by Flame Toys, which showcases popular characters in mech suits. If this image is true, Haito Katakuri, Snake Eyes, may come with several hands and several weapons, which the fans can mix and match to create various poses, just like other figures of that line. Uh, as of now, Snake Eyes is the only confirmed G.I. Joe character in the line, but Flame so Toys did say in their press release that there would be more. And we do have an image here from the Flame Toys Facebook page. Go ahead and get this get this rolling here. That's how. Look at that. Well, they got the color right. Right. And just get that full screen there. There we go. Very nice. So you can you can kind of see it again. This this type of image doesn't really. We're not doing it a ton of favors with our format, but. You can you can kind of see the the basics there, uh, the outline anyway of Snake Eyes that he's got different arms and different hands and and um, it's just very robotic looking, very armored. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm all for different takes on the GI Joe line. I think the more different offerings you have out there, uh, the the more diverse of a fan base you build, the stronger of a fan base that you build. You know, more more the more stuff you throw out there, the more stuff is going to stick. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not necessarily um, I'm not a big I, robot suit guy. I'm not necessarily running to grab these myself, but I'll I'll at least admit that the capacity is there for them to look real cool. So running by me here. This guy is robotic, or there's a mech this figure pilots? I, I don't know, Mark. I'll be honest. I'm not real familiar with Flame Toys or that particular license, the Hata, Hito Katakuri line. Right. So it, it's tough for me to say. This is the only image that they've put out so far. 
So I don't know if this is the suit. I don't know if this is the pilot for the suit. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it either way, right? Or what yeah. scale is this in, right? Because Hasbro's always been very protective of G.I. Joe figures mm -hmm. and certainly at a competing scale, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, is this guy tiny? Is this guy huge? What, you know, if the, you know, TBD, I guess, but like you yeah. said, licensing out of Joe is always a good thing, right? Even if it isn't what you collect or what you like personally, anything that shows global appetite for the brand is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, right. you would start with Snake Eyes any year, but this year especially. So, okay. Yeah. If, if I had to take a guess, this is the pilot for a mech suit, and he's probably fairly small. Right. Well, he can't. I mean, I can't believe Hasbro would would allow it to be in the three and three quarter to four inch range. Certainly not at six, six where they're making yeah. bread and butter right now. So if this is a guy like literally sitting in a cockpit of a giant mech, I mean, he could be tiny. He could be two inch mass, you know, figure mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Or or, you know, it depends on what mech suit you're talking about. Right. Like Ripley drove a mech suit in aliens and it was eight feet tall right so i guess i'll have to look into flame toys and see what their other uh offerings look like would they yeah. make that much would they make that much of an effort for a 12 inch with all of this i mean i, th I think that's a that's a really good point joe like how small could this figure be if it has interchangeable hands and arms and stuff right like and it's yeah. for kids like you're going to be that, losing that's why life. I say I don't know this could be the mech suit this this right. could be the mech right but so still we don't know if he's the pilot happening? for the mech <laughs> right it's yeah, and, and and I'm okay with it it doesn't matter to me particularly I doubt if it's something I'm going to be after as a collector but as a fan of the brand if this is something that's hot or something that's moving and they want to incorporate GI Joe into the style cool go for it love it you get me a mech suit Ricondo with a with a iron hat, then I'm in. Yeah, with a funky hat and a mustache, robot mustache, like some of the Transformers used to have. Yeah, Rekgar had an incredible mustache. <laughs> he had some serious facial hair game. He's killing it. I can't see hard. right now, but I, I noticed that Joe Colton has gone silent. So hard to shave <laughs> as a robot. Fucking oh. robots. <laughs> robots. And there is also, uh, for those of you managing the swear jar tonight, there it is. First one of the yep. Hey, uh, speaking of Ricondo, uh, let's see if I can uh, nope. share this screen. No. Why? I got this for, uh, for our friend uh, Joe Colton. Found this online this week. I totally forgot about this still right now. Mike, if you could do me the, do me the favor. Oh. oh! Can you then can you then take a sledgehammer and just bash his head? I called this guy Ricardo. <laughs> anyway, I saw a wounded Ricardo and thought Joe would like it. So there you go. If I find a battle damaged Mercer, I'll save it next week. Okay. Okay. So we got some you guys. Great like the, that. We, we we have some guys giving us some details in in the chat line here. Oh, oh. 
About the figure? About the Hito Katakuri line. Uh, according to Matt Rubin, the Batman of that line is $200. Oh. And it's around seven inches tall. So bigger than classified. But is the, that's the mech. What we're looking at is the whole the thing, right? Matt? Mm -hmm. Answer yeah, me. I'm going to guess that that is the mech. Okay. Seven inches. So if that figure is seven inches tall, then you know they're they're not going to squeeze a, a tiny snake eyes inside of it. That's yeah. as poseable as what was in that diagram. So yeah, yeah, okay. That yeah, was tough. Like I, I'm, I'm by no means a great uh, Google searcher. So Lord knows, I just kept coming up with the same image over and over again. So I'm glad somebody out there is a little bit more familiar with Hito Katakuri than I am because I got. I mean, there really hasn't been a high-end representation of the Joe brand that has been terribly successful, right? Right. I mean, the the Sideshow stuff was absolutely incredible. Mm. But when it first yeah. came out, I was like, God, that's gorgeous, and I can't swim in that pool, right? right. I only ever would have bit if it had been one of the guys I couldn't not have. And for me, luckily, my favorite Joes are a little bit non-mainstream, right? Ace, Thunder, <laughs> Steeler, Interrogator. They're going to have to be pretty damn successful to get me in their demographic. Yeah, when, when Sideshow Thunder rolls out, that's, that's yeah. just, you know, we're done collecting everything else because clearly Sideshow has to be your winner. But they were, I mean, they were all great. They were all outstanding. I wish I had them. At the time, I wished I'd had them, but I knew I couldn't, I couldn't be dropping 150 per you know, on a, and, you know, Joe collectors have, you know, not to stereotype, but that wait for Marshall's attitude kind of gave Joe collectors the, you know, the hang or the, what's the word I'm looking for? Let's base it down. Joe collectors are thought of as cheap. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a prevailing belief about the community, true or not. Uh, that's out there. So anybody, uh, anybody who's tried to collect uh, vintage line Joe's on eBay right now is certainly not cheap. That's true. But uh, did anybody, anybody see that coming? I had no, I had no idea mm -hmm. that was going to explode. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just a, it's a combination of you know Joe being gone for a while, so everybody went back to filling the holes in their collection to. You know, some fans not being on board with the six-inch stuff, so they stuck there. And then pandemic, everybody's at home yeah. kicking around on eBay. So it's it's a, a perfect storm, if you will. It's it's been going longer than the last twelve months, that's for sure. But I wonder if mint mint on card joes in a few years are going to go through the roof mm -hmm. as all the old O rings start to snap in everybody's vintage mint on card collection. Or if people are going to look at a vintage mint on card auction and go, wow, that O ring's going to break in a year. Do I really want to drop, you know, $300 on, I don't know, Tracker? <laughs> okay. That's obvious. prefer the term tragically frugal from the, from the gallery. So, anyways, that's the news. Do, 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 do. And that brings us to tonight's main event. That is Postsoc. Now we're talking. And, of course, uh, that is – you guys, we, we put out the call for Postsoc letters last week. 
you guys flooded us up to the point yeah. where we just needed we needed more time to get to them all. And then Terry came on last week, so we had even less time. So we needed to do we needed to do more posts on more posts. Yeah, so to get rid of have, it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't you don't want to be sitting on those forever because by that point, no. then we're going to have new questions. And knowing, yeah, we don't want to deprive our audience. Right. I mean, people no. barely care what we have to say anyway. So true. You know. Anyhow, uh, if you have questions, live viewers, if you have questions, just hold on to them for a little bit. We will get there. I don't get the chance to jump around between where I can see them and what I've got in the, the, the slideshow. So just hang on to them if you've got them. Um, and and that's, that's what we'll say about that. We will certainly do our best to leave some time for live questions uh, going forward. So anyways... Let me get that up here. We will get to our first letter from Ooh. the folks at home. I have really been enjoying the weekly shows. You're welcome. Regarding the discussion on A Real American Hero 40th anniversary next year in 2004, Hasbro re-released nearly every set from the original 1964 launch. There were ads in collecting magazines at the time with the heading 1964 was a good year. Do you think we might see something similar in 2022 as 1982 was a good year? Similar to Mark's pitch when he was at Hasbro, but I'd rather see them retool the original O-Ring figures. And this is from Jason Luttrell via Facebook Messenger. Jason went so far as to even send us a copy of that advertisement. So we can see that there. That's, That's the cool. one from 2004. So if he's asking, uh, would do we think that's going to happen? Do we want to see that? Uh, do we think we might see that? I don't think we're going to see that personally. I mean, anything involving retooling is is a lot more expensive. So, although you know, part of the the genius of the eighty two line was how well they reused the tooling within the same lineup. So, it wouldn't be as uh, as onerous a bill as maybe you might think, but. Another bit is that that Hasbro's been really good about over the years is being very careful not to re-release something that could be passed off as an original. So with the vintage market spiking right now, if they wanted to do it, they'd have to be really careful to, you know, make some color. See, how can you say stay as true to 82 as you want to for an homage while still making it? noticeably different enough that would that the pieces would never get confused so it's a little tricky yeah see i would be okay if they did something like that i'd be okay with it if they uh, re-released in 25th anniversary the pursuit of cobra style modern figure but they would need to fix what was wrong with it yeah like i you you're for mark i'm gonna steal your line here but they the brutal chest cuts would not be acceptable yeah, in, a, in an anniversary line, like I'm, I'm not dealing with that with Flash, or Grand Slam, or frankly anybody. Like the technology is there to do that right. Uh, we have seen yeah. any number of companies, including our, our good friends at, at Boss Fight Studio and Marauder Toys, they do they do a fantastic waist joint on three and three quarter inch figures, four inch figures. Do something like that. If you're going to re-release yeah. stuff like that, do something in that vein. But I, I'd be okay with it if they put some effort into it. I don't necessarily want to see the same Mobat 
1982, which is the same one we've been right. getting time and time and time and time again. Well, uh, even try even trying to use that old Mobat with a 25th anniversary figure, like the hips come up to the top of the turret. Yeah. Like you would have to find a way to, at bare minimum, hollow out the turret at the bottom so the figure could sink down into it further. Mm -hmm. Like there were, I mean, it was all stuff that I was looking at because, and again, I would love to do, or would have loved to have done, like Micah suggested. What I was trying to do was to get it done in a way that would be appealing to the fans, but also approvable by management. And I knew I was only gonna get five items to work with. So I was gonna have to re-release a lot. So I was really looking at, you know, where can we, how can we cut, where can we, you know, how can we make this? And, and they would have been figure two packs. So I could sync up, uh, you know, the figures that were going to get the new two. Like, I think, I think in my pitch, the only head to toe brand new figure was Scarlet. Sure. I wanted to do an, an 82 because. We all love her. I'm not going to rip on the redhead, right? And certainly not on the only female in the in the first series. But that Scarlet figure needed some help, right? So, and they could do it a lot better now. So that was the one that was going to be head to toe. And I forget who she was partnered up with, but it was somebody else who needed new tooling. So even though there was no set, you would put Scarlet with Snake Eyes, right? That would make sense. Well, they had maybe, maybe Stalker. I think I had her with Flash, actually, because, no, 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 I had the tool to do it right, because it was going to be, because I had limited items, it was going to be the Vamp and the Hal together, so that was going to be a new item, so that mm -hmm. let me do some new stuff for Clutch, and Grand Slam new, and then Grand Slam gave me Flash as a repaint, not as a new figure. Sort of makes sense because I was because I was going to get a new vest on him, so it would at least cover up that brutal chest cut. And anyway, there were lots of hoops to jump through. So there's a difference between doing it right, which I would have loved to have done, or doing it as well as they'll let me. And that's really what my plan was because I knew the do it right part. Part. Hey, I need ten items. Yeah, that's not happening. You know, <laughs> you only get five. I'm like Transformers can ask for five more. Because they have 200, and it's like, well, of course, they probably need more. But if Joe wants to go from five items to ten items, it's like, whoa, you're doubling your item count there, son. Like, uh, mm -hmm. Always playing the percentages on you there, Hancho. Always. Even, even yeah. I, swear, I swear, if I'd have gotten ten items to do it right, a month later they would have come and said, hey, Nerf needs two of your items. <laughs> Nerf's got 180 items. Table <laughs> How revolutionary are those darts? Come on now. Joe Colton, you got any thoughts on this? No. <laughs> just no. Willing, willing to let the two old men uh, prattle on? Yes. All right. I, I ranted the topic dry. That's <laughs> Next letter. What slight changes to an existing vehicle would improve it? For example, cockpit or cover on the original Fang. Regards, Martin, via email. And Martin has pointed out that he is a UK listener. So greetings, Martin, from the United States. A little nod to our friend HCC788 out there. 
So anyways, uh, what, what slight change would you make to a vehicle? My personal one, we covered it just a few seconds ago. I'd do something about the moped. God, yeah. drove me crazy. Drove yeah. me crazy. That, yeah. Yeah. No, it just, you, had, you have to do something different with that turret driver area. It, it's just bad. It, it, it wasn't that great in 1982, but you're willing to look past it because it was motorized and steerable and all that other good stuff. It has not aged well. So that would be something I would do a little bit differently. Uh, just something else with that. That, yeah. That, that that's all. I can't. I can't go on anymore. It's it's making me feel terrible. Joe Colton, what would you? What slight change would you make to an existing vehicle to improve it? I, I you didn't know. look at the rundown, did you? I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Mm. Mark Mark Weber, help her yeah. out. Uh, I would. Uh, the thing is actually where I was going to go with it. I would have beefed up, uh, and it, you wouldn't even notice it really, except that maybe it wouldn't break. The connector between the main rotor and the actual copter of the Fang, like oh. vintage, vintage Fangs, have got to be really valuable because they all broke over time. Yeah. So that that one connector joint, and that's I am not ripping on the original Joe uh, because they did such amazing work, but for something that was such a, uh, you know, a perfect birthday party present, that's what they called that price point, really. Every kid had the fang or a couple of them. And what are you going to do with a helicopter? You're going to spin that rotor. So mm -hmm. I wish they'd have made that a little bit beefier. That would have been good. Uh, same way. And maybe I'm not looking at actual, I'm looking at structural changes rather than visual changes, but. I mean, vintage, there's so many Hiss tanks. You can go buy a Hiss tank now, right? But almost every vintage Hiss has the droopy cannons, right? Like those, the clicks inside them broke so easily. And they're just less imposing when it's a, a flaccid Hiss tank coming over to see you. So, uh, yeah, that's a problem. And then the worst whatever, man, when they re-released the Rattler, but forgot a second canopy for the gunner station like they wouldn't need it like man whatever and yeah, i remember fans, they, uh... fans were like that's okay just put a bat back there like, <laughs> okay so put a psycho bat in the gunner's cockpit that is right behind the, the pilot right and those guns line right up with the back of the pilot's head so i never thought the whole eh, bat can do it was a was a legit solution to oh we forgot the cockpit. Well, see that that would be a that would be easier to program out of the robot gunner than it would be to keep a human gunner from. <laughs> so you figure yeah. if you're if you're shooting at something and you're follow, you're following its trail, and your line of sight goes there, the human is not necessarily going to think to stop in time, whereas the robot is going to hit to a certain point. And just stop automatically, and there's no free thought involved. So that's a good point. I mean, I, I can't think of, of any kind of entertainment or, or media where a robot would go amok and try to hurt their human controllers. That's actually a new concept I just came up with. It's crazy. Uh, never sell. Crazy talk. Put that crap away, man. I suppose.
Oh, and, maybe and, a silver a silver mirage cycle that doesn't fall apart like a piece of junk. <laughs> What's important here is you're not bitter. <laughs> that was one of the few toys I really was mad at when I was a kid. Because Joe's stuff was durable. And I didn't play hard with my toys, right? But that silver mirage pretty much arrived broken. So, yeah. <laughs> See, that's not a problem we had. Rob had the silver mirage. And it, I think... I think it's one of the things he has that's still in one piece. It held up? Wow. Yeah. I've never had it. No, you don't need it. Uh, Not like in, the in, Defiant. In Canada, they, they had a different name for it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyway. It was called the Guardian de Boot. <laughs> We're also not... I couldn't. We couldn't afford a lot of stuff, so... But that that's a that's a birthday party price point. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Not getting into that. Moving on. Thanks, Martin. Next letter. Hope all is well. Question: Since the classified line slogan is "Attack on Cobra Island," as a teaser, should they make a keel hall six-inch action figure? Since they need a way to get to the island. Thanks and stay safe. Mario Contu via Facebook, and well. Part of this here, the, the the only the target exclusives are Attack on Cobra Island. The classified mm -hmm. line as a whole does not have a, a theme like that. But um, I, you know, I hope that line is successful enough that we get far enough in that Teal Hall is is a possibility. I have but, a feeling that Mario is trying to see if we would support having a flag. And that's insane. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's completely insane, but I'd support it anyway. I wouldn't buy one, but but I would certainly um, certainly uh, get behind it. I mean, the Cobra Island jokes we've seen so far are kind of night force-ish and covert mission kind of thing. So unless you you know did up the flag in a just a boatload of stealth paint i don't see them sneaking that aircraft carrier up on cobra island but, right yeah. right yeah I, I, we'd have a, a ways to go before we got to keel hall there so i i don't i don't think it's a a character that's in the should category we'll just put it at that yeah. again hope hope it's hope classified is successful enough to hang around so long to get to keel hall but if I the hope. number on the side of keel hall's box isn't something in triple digits then <laughs> i hope 10 years from now we're saying i know nobody got to get their pre-order for keel hall in and i know that the stores are saying they have them but they don't but right. if you ask at the entertain at the entertainment counter by the cameras they might have a keel hall back there for you you just got to find the right employee Managers are stealing them all. Right. That's you what I saw today. At that point, I'll have a big, long David Letterman beard, and I'll have a stack <laughs> of like nine keel halls to share on Facebook. Right. Because that makes me beloved. <laughs> hey. Hey. I love those posts. Not trying to be a jerk, but hey, that thing you want, I got 10. Hey. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to begrudge people sharing their happiness, but 
read the room, you know, read the room. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, Joe Colton, anything to add there? No, I see. I see you, Mario. You want want a flag, and I say no. <laughs> yeah, Joe Colton says not before they get to Ricondo. Yeah. I'm gonna be good girl tonight, and I'm only gonna swear once. <laughs> and I had my one. Right. Ricondo had a removable hat. You could get a bunch of them. And you could recondize the whole collection, right? And like a like his head off. <laughs> That's a good plan, though. Swap all their heads onto the recondo body. You could have a whole team of recondos. Yeah, beachhead ondo. Oh, beachhead ondo would look great. Be all about it. Gung hondo. Gung hondo. <laughs> so Next question. No. If you guys and gal yeah. display your figures on shelves of some kind, okay. are they out of the packages? And if so, do you display them with the weapons and accessories they came with? Or have you purchased more realistic substitute weapons for them from a third-party seller? I'm thinking mm -hmm. specifically of the classified line, Jay Cordray via Facebook. So, Mark Weber, since we are in front of your huge shelving unit full of toys yeah we'll direct this one to you first yeah. uh, you're an out of package guy uh by and large yeah i'm an opener absolutely um but since god i gotta go back to like 2005 i think almost everything has stayed in package just because they're easier to store that way right <laughs> like i haven't opened up boxes and cut file cards in a long long time uh and that's how I'd like to do it. But, you know, once the kids arrived, huh, like, it just wasn't as much time. So I've still collected just as much. I just haven't been able to enjoy or display them uh, very well. Like, truly, my Joes haven't been displayed since childhood. But as a kid, I had long shelves that looked like a toy store along the, you know, the longest wall in my room with all the figures and uh, and vehicles set up on them. Like, I dug that. And then, you know, every couple of months, I would say, Mom, can I have a family room for a weekend? And I would set up everybody in, like, the war to end all wars. And then I would go through it one shot at a time, like Dungeons and Dragons, like, roll for initiative. Okay, you know, the Cobra Soldier gets a shot. Oh, he misses. Stalker throws a grenade. Three Crimson Guardmen dead. Like that's how I played with Joe's when I was a kid. So I would love to have them all open. I'd love to have them all displayed, but I don't have that kind of real estate nor time. Actually, I got more time than real estate right now. Uh, but for the uh, the substitute weapons, I've only done that once so far. I bought a gigantic uh, machine gun for Roadblock because I just. I don't mind them being futuristic, and I don't mind the Nerf guns being in. I think that's kind of cool, good synergy there. But the roadblock, I just don't like the roadblock gun. Not that it's futuristic, it just looks lame. I don't yeah. like it. So I got him a big machine gun, like I'm sure a lot of people have. And uh, I'm a fan of what Bobby Val is doing with his Action Force line, and I think it was incredibly smart of him to put together uh, weapons packs, packs yeah. that are six in scale, legit current military, 
because that's not what Hasbro is doing. And I, I gotta, I have no inside knowledge of it, but I gotta imagine the sales on those pre-sales so far are through the roof. Like, I think Bobby, Bobby sniffed that out very, very smartly. And if he can get somebody who's only a Joe fan to try his weapons, yeah, maybe they're uh, more interested in his action force line at that point. It's, uh, I think it's incred incredibly smart uh, of him. And I do have a couple of those on pre-order. Yeah, same here. And I know Marauder is out there offering similar offerings too, but you know, obviously no uh, six-inch figure line from them to back that up. But I know they've got the weapons out there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm in a similar space to Mark. There's not a whole lot of real estate right now. I don't have a lot that isn't uh, packed away. So technically, I'm an out-of-package person and and displayer uh but right now not a whole lot no no not a, not a bunch i will probably wind up getting some some more realistic weapons uh for the joes i don't think i'm going to keep them that way all the time uh, i think part of the fun of of getting extra weapons and extra stuff for your figures is to mix and match and you know go with whatever direction your mood takes you. So I think there's going to be times when they've got their original weapons and there's going to be some times when they don't. And that will be determined at the time and whatever I feel like displaying right that day. So, yeah. yeah I'm, a weapon, I'm a weapons and accessory whore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our quote now. Oh right? my God. I can accessorize. Anyways, Joe Colton, you were saying. I I usually display, but like you two, the uh, real estate in the house is limited. You it didn't probably have a bunch be. more now that Santa's been put away. It's true. Yeah, we're still putting away Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sitting next to boxes. <laughs> I'll show you guys. Oh. So you didn't open any of the presents. <laughs> Goodness. So I, um, yeah. So I would display more if I could. And I used to, what I used to do, have I have a display case with lights and stuff. And I would, every six months or seven months, I would switch them out. And then I would have them with all of their weapons packs and even pose them and in different positions, like maybe uh, like fighting each other. Depends on like, if I had like red ninjas out, it was all like in rows. If it was like mixture, probably battle poses. But now it's it's a little, it's poo-pooed upon to have all my toys out. Couldn't you have the red ninjas out through Christmas? I mean, they're festive. I have not thought of that, but I will. Maybe I'll take them out for Valentine's Day. Like, have, like, just the Red Ninjas. Right? Yeah. If we could have Elf on a shelf and Mensch on a bench, we should be able to have Ninja on the credenza. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Just, just get some of those little fuzzy pipe cleaner type things that are green. And you can just put it okay. across their, their chest like a sash, like it's rope or something. You got this. I can do this. Yeah, you have 
what, nine Christmas trees? One of them can be themed with ninjas. Yeah, Tinsel Ninja coming. There you go. Tinsel Ninja. <laughs> Next letter. What character from Hama's Marvel Real American Hero comics that never made it to a toy would you like to see as an action figure? And this is from Mirka uh. Samlern, or Samlern via Twitter. Mirka is from Norway, so we truly have an international flavor. Wow. Rolling. So very cool. Uh, welcome to the show, Mirka, from the United States. So, uh, Joe Colton, we'll start with you. What character never made it to a toy that you want to see as a toy? Uh, see, the ones that I wanted were toys, but like I wanted a better Quinn, and then we got a better Quinn. So like I don't want another one, right? Fair. So like I wanted a low light, a better low light. I got a better low. Like I'm, I got a Python. Like I've got, I've got the ones that I really, really want that are not. The usual six. So. Yeah, re Retaliation and the Collectors Club, they scratched a lot of itches. So yeah. you got to give them the credit yeah. there. Yeah, like... Uh... I know that Mark Weber's answer to this is Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess oh. Joe Colton. <laughs> three and three quarter inch Joe Colton. <laughs> He's oddly self-serving, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they did Joe Colton. I know, like they, they. I meant like not, not Bruce Willis, Joe Colton. They did the uh, the club did uh, an actual Joe Colton figure in a suit. In '94, there was that guy in the green, the green getup that was supposedly GI Joe. Supposedly which would be Joe Colton. Yeah, so. I guess. Yeah, I'm good, Billy. <laughs> Billy. Only if you use Ninja Billy with the eye patch and the robot leg. Uh, I want Cobra Scout Billy. <laughs> I want deranged toddler Billy. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, I'd, I'd army build that. I'd have a whole whole, whole right. troop of Cobra whole Scout pl Billy. Whole platoon. <laughs> Marching out in the field with the M60. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. I, I'd go Cobra <laughs> Scapulae. No. Uh, in seriousness, I'd actually kind of go a half turn from, from Joe Colton. I'd, I I'd would have liked to have seen a G.I. Jane. You know, the, kind of the action scientist there. That, But I know we got one of them from the club as well, which was yeah. not nearly as good as the Joe Colton. But um, in the, the classic O-ring style... Uh, anything to to bring more women to the team would would have worked. But so yeah, there's that. That's that. So good letter, good letter, Merka. Again, welcome to the program. Yes. And King of the Postock, Ryan Costello is back. He wants our thoughts on 1988. I was seven. <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. long year. <laughs> so, Mark yeah, Weber, you you were twenty four years old in eighty eight. No, no, oh my math, is off. My math is off. 
You'd think I'd, I'd have been more dominant on that freshman uh, soccer team. You'd have thought so. I didn't. You just twenty-four throwing shoulder bad. shoulder blocks all over the place. It was a bad coach. He didn't know what he was doing. Whatever. No, I would have been uh, fifteen. So you're turning. Your hardball. Yeah, turning fifteen at the end of eighty-eight. So yeah. So we're talking eighth grade, man. Huh. I was a wreck in eighth grade, but that's okay. Look how I turned it. Look how I turned out. <laughs> eight, so 88, 88 is what? Year six of the brand? Seven. Uh, seven. Seven? Seven. It's hard eight, for me. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So seven. You guys. That's the year of the Astro Viper, Hardball, Voltar, Voltar, okay. uh, Road Pig. This is it's good uh, that you've got you've got them at the top of your head, Joe, because I don't I don't remember Joe that way, right? I don't remember it as eighty two or eighty three or eighty four. I remember it as year one, and then year two with the swivel arm, right? yeah, and year three with blowtorch and. Year four was the first one with the the moving neck, right? The the ball joint neck, and oh. so that's kind of how I remember this. Is really from a kid's perspective. Of, is that? I think it's Iron Grenadier's first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, that, and I, I, I loved. Oh, that's loud. Go right. <laughs> the real hot mic. Wow! I got excited. I, got it right. I know, but it broke the mic, I think. Um. <laughs> Let's see if that's me. Hold on. Let's try the, the self-mute test. Any any dog within earshot of our show is, is now screaming in agony. Nope. You know what? Not true. <laughs> Emma. Emma, you all right? Emma. Emma Frost. Yeah, she's done. Uh. She's just doing that to show you up, though. Oh, she just moved her head, so we know she's alive. I have not killed your dog. That's a real hot mic. Uh, eighty-eight. I love. I love. I liked eighty-eight, and I loved the Grenadiers. I loved the idea of Destro as his own faction because he was never an agent of Cobra. So I and it fit into to the cartoon a little bit, but into the comics, great because he was always so frustrated with Cobra Commander and his his lunatic schemes and, and cowardice on the battlefield. So Goldhead Destro with the Iron Grenadiers, yeah, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. So yeah, eighty eight was a good year, I think. Yeah, I'm good with it too. It's um, a lot of great uh, tunnel rat, shockwave. Uh some good Joes popped up for the first time there. So um Iron Grenadiers were good. The comic was good. It's eighty eight comic was still real solid. Um so yeah, I, I I was not actively collecting figures at that point. I had gotten out by then. I'd have been thirteen. But yeah, Joe, well, the microphone is it's trying to destroy the program. <laughs> okay now, Joe. Why don't Why don't you leave the studio and come back, and I'll just bring you back in. I think it just needs to reset itself. Okay. There we go. Joe Colton, everyone. Oh. Give her a big hand. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Colton. Let's give it up for Joe Colton and her busted microphone. 
but yeah, anyways, there was a lot of good stuff still going on in 1988. I think it was still pretty, pretty flush creative energy. Uh, it's too bad we didn't any animation that year because there would have been some great characters for it. But I brought it up on a website that will not be named uh, just to get a look at it. And I was selling it short because Astro Viper's great. Blizzard is a great figure. I always thought tremendously underrated. Uh, I liked Hardball. Hit and Run. Everyone loves Hit and Run, right? And yes. Hello, Joe. Hi. Colton is back. Great. Is not killing us. Okay. So, Joe, I brought up '88, and I was selling it short. There are great figures in this line: Astro Viper, yeah, Blizzard, who I always thought was underrated, Hardball, who I like, but I know he's polarizing. Mm. Hit and Run. Great. Iron Grenadier, phenomenal. Uh, Repeater, loved Repeater. Yeah. Road Pig, Shockwave, uh, version, two, version 2 of Storm Shadow, Voltar. Yeah. But I think, uh, let me pop this over here. I think as good as the figures were, the vehicles were incredible in 88. Except for Frostbite version 2, his beard bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> Freaking creepy. I suppose that's true. <laughs> but yeah, 88 for vehicles. Uh, the Bug, the Stellar Stiletto, the Mean Dog, the Phantom X-19, the Rolling Thunder, the Skystorm, uh, Destro's whole bunch, the AGP, the Demon, mm -hmm. the Spoiler. Yep. Like, uh, I didn't even know they existed because they didn't come to bed. But all the Night Force vehicles are 88, right? Mm -hmm. Like, bunch of Tiger Force crap if you're into that stuff. And and uh, Flint version two, Tiger Force with a shrunken head. Right. You know what's really kind of lost here. And I, I mean, it's no, it's me. no less, it's no more a shrunken head than version one. It's the oh, same head. Oh yeah, I know, but on it just looks, it's shrunken head. Like everybody else is a gigantic head compared to him. It's so weird. Oh, Destro got so much love. Right. Vehicle, at least. <laughs> That Cobra got hosed in 88. Mm -hmm. They got, the bug is great, right? Yeah, the bug's But beyond that, the Stellar Stiletto's okay. Because it was unique, I don't give it. But other than that, they get the Imp, the Battle Barge, and the Adder. Like, ooh. Yeah, that's tough year, tough year to be a Cobra. Swing and a miss theater there. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, Joe Self wants to remind us that Macho Man Randy Savage ruled 1988. Well, and I just showed you the lovely Elizabeth running up the stairs, right? So <laughs> it happens so fast you can't even talk about it. No. <laughs> Somebody let Michael Mercy in here? Yeah. Is that okay? okay, just checking. We're going to talk to you, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spoiler. No, we're not. No, not never. No. <laughs> Three shorts. Oh, yeah. No. Anyways, really the, the biggest shame of He-Man is those aren't shorts. Oh. Anyway. I can't unhear that. <laughs> Joe Colton trying to soldier through.
saying hello to the folks. Just, just saying hello to the folks. Anywho, that's it for what we've got as far as uh, preordained post stock there. Yay. So I, I know uh, some folks had some questions over in the gallery. This is the time to get those in. This is this is where we have time to answer those. So, my favorite one, Phil Donnelly. Why does Joe Colton hate my ears? <laughs> I'm sorry. She hadn't been singing for a while. What are you talking about? <laughs> Trying to keep my one. I get one. Whatever. It's like a, a PG-13 movie, right? You get one F-bomb. One. As depending on how it's used, right? So yeah, yeah. I think eighty-eight. Oh, last last bit on that. That was the last time I asked for a Joe for Christmas for about twenty years, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, was the Phantom the stealth the stealth fighter because it was so cool was the last thing the last time I unwrapped a Joe present under the tree, and I think I even knew it. I even knew at the time. That, that was going to be the swan song, right? But anyway. Did Mike just imply that the Masters of the Universe need to manscape? I don't think <laughs> I implied it. Yes. I, I don't think that was an implication. I think that was just a statement presented as fact. I don't think there's any implications whatsoever there. I think that was me getting on a soapbox and announcing to the masses that that was, in fact, the case. Never and he punted a man. third grader. Right? Yeah. How many <laughs> Real question from Joe Self. Okay. If Hasbro gave you the authority to release any real American hero character in the classified line, uh, he or she can't have already been released, announced, or rumored. I'm going to guess who would that be? Mark Weber. Yeah, easy. Jump on in that one. Interrogator. Because I love him. He's my favorite Cobra. He is admittedly a C or D level character, at least for how well he's known and how often he was used. But he, he looks incredible. He's Cobra Fett. And if you write him correctly, like uh, Max Brooks did in Hearts and Minds, or like I did on his file card for the club, uh, I think he's incredible. I think he'd sell like you wouldn't believe. And I think he's the kind of guy, if you, if they had distribution where they were on pegs, that a kid would see him and go, that's awesome, and come exactly. over and pick him up. And if you can get the toy in the hand of the kid, you're halfway home. So, yeah, I do interrogate her for selfish reasons, but I also think he's just so cool that uh, he deserves, he has more sales potential than his popularity level would make you think. Joe Colton. Um, on the Joe side, I would go with Low Light and an Iron Grenadier on the uh, on the Cobra side. Oh, nice! You get that uh, get them Army Builders in there. Yeah. You have your Legion of Low Light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. I for me, I'd go with Flash. Oh. My number two guy. Love him. Yeah. Need you got your Flash number one number. guy. He's, you knew he was coming though. He's like Beachhead's like a top ten guy. He's he's solid yeah. B list. He's yeah. 
I don't know how, but for some reason we can't seem to do a Joe relaunch without Beachhead popping up in there. So mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about that, but there it is. Uh, so yeah, I would I'd go with Flash. I, I think he's he's uh, outside of Stalker, he's maybe the popular guy from 1982 that we haven't seen yet. And Stalker would would is is probably right behind Flash in terms of where yeah. I would go with that. And if Flash. you guys had to pick, oh go ahead. If go you ahead, guys had to pick start. females, six inch oh. figures, who would you pick? As far as who hasn't been done yet, I'd go with Serana. Okay. I think she'd just be the more the more interesting one out of mm-hmm. the, the limited. You know, there there aren't that many female figures, female characters uh, from the classic days of the line to do. But I mean, obviously, there are more now. There's Bomb Strike. There's Don Moreno. There's yeah. there's more options, yeah. but. In terms of just being a, a fun to look at action figure to put on your shelf, Serrano would be top of my list. If I was if I was there and they told me, you know, the next line has to have a female in it, I'd go Jinx for sure. Yeah. Like, Jinx will sell. Ninja, the red, like yeah, Jinx will sell. Personally, the one I've always had uh, a soft spot for uh, was Covergirl. Like, and I don't know, it all depends on if they can pull off that jacket convincingly, right? It can't look like a, a vest with detached sleeves, right? That would look lame. Oh, with, but, with her arms that are brown, but she's got a yeah, vest on those and a vest. It's a jacket, yeah. <laughs> but CoverGirl always bothered me because the head sculpt is on the original is atrocious. Yeah. yeah. And there and there have been so few uh updates or second versions of her the club was a good one clubs was pretty good yeah and the one in the two pack that came with hannibal yep. was three pack, yeah. That, three yeah, pack. Yeah, yeah three with pack. Hannibal, yeah, yeah so um but yeah I, that was a more of a that would be a for me thing because it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to make her without the wolverine i always yeah. disliked the idea that they Sometimes they played up the intelligence version of her. Well, she does a lot of things. Like, no, the idea of Cover Girl, former mm-hmm. model turned grease monkey, yeah. is exactly what they should play up. They should play yeah. up that Clutch and Steeler cannot get this thing fixed, and they mm-hmm. have to go to Cover Girl, right? And yeah. even if you want to play up the 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 sexism of it, right, like. They can't get it. They're like, oh, we're going to have to ask her. No, 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 no. We can get this. Like, buddy, we've been at this for five hours. Yeah. We could be done in 20 minutes. All we got to do is ask the best mechanic on the force. Mm -hmm. Like, I would play that up like crazy. And it doesn't mean you don't have to tomboy her up, right? The idea that she's gorgeous. And she still can be, but gorgeous with Greeks all over, right? Right. Dirty hands and like, yeah. That's cool, mm-hmm. and I would I play that up. But and I, I thought too often they strayed from that and mm-hmm. made her shipwrecks foil, or you know, yeah. well, she's Scar- also in Scarlet Light is how she got presented in Devil's Do. Yeah. That's, that's what bothered me. So weird, yeah. Yeah, and she's got, and it's such a good story, right? They just mm-hmm. never told it quite well enough. So anyway, I, I think guess that, always, that sound on the wind a good old cover girl. That sound you hear blowing in the wind is Gary Godso uh, declaring a blood feud on you. But Joe Colton, who would your pick be? 
Um, I I was gonna go either with Zorana or Jinx. Okay. Yeah. Obvious choices and interesting, and you can. No. All right. Be interesting to do either one of those. If you were going way out there, Pythona, but. Oh, hey. Strong pick. Except for Next the question. generic Cobra Lawness of it. Right. Uh, from White Vegeta. If a 112 flag is out, would a headquarters from HasLab be doable in your opinion? In my opinion, not a big one. No. No. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the idea that it's just a floor and walls, mm -hmm. right? It might actually not be that much plastic, but you yeah. got to dial down that. Even the, you know, just because we got a sail barge <laughs> doesn't mean we're going to get a sky striker. Right, it's just because right. because I mean we're making it for the six inch figures, right? So if you're making yeah. it for the six inch figures, compare it to what they've done for Star Wars Black, right? And that Tie Fighter was gorgeous, but did not sell. So you're gonna have to scale down the expectation. Anything bigger than a vamp or a hiss is got to be off the table. I, honestly, right? I, I think a hiss is off the table, but Could yeah, I, I think a vamp is probably as the biggest. A jeep is as big as you're going to go. Something that holds two of those figures. That's it. If they do a hiss, it would be like they're making a limited release because they don't think it'll sell, and then they're never going to do it again. If they or do they're, it, or they're going to re-release it in blue and then in white and then in red. <laughs> But I think that's that's the ballpark you want to be playing in. Is vamp sure? Hiss probably not. Anything beyond that, no. Yeah. No. It's, just, it's just not going to happen. You're not getting a Mobat. You're not getting a Mauler. You're not getting a Hammer. My, my fear is they would give us a Mobat that was the 1982 Mobat again, and we just have right. a, and we'd have a Steeler sticking out with one leg in the tank. Well, and think about one of, one of the toys I really like that a lot of people don't is that Patriot Grizzly tank, right? Like, that was actually a little more legit size to what a tank should be for a three and three quarter figure. The Mobat's way too small. Agreed. So, yeah, now extrapolate that for a six inch figure. A pa something that would be 50% bigger than the Patriot Grizzly, at least. Oof. Uh, and it could come with the driver, Wild Bill. Anyways, moving on. Diana Davis asked the most Diana Davis question imaginable. What version of Duke wasn't remade but should be? Oh, I thought I read that wrong. I thought she was saying which which remake should not have happened. And I was going to say O-Face, but this is not a question. I know that's not a They're question. They're doing it. <laughs> now with less jump. Right. I, I would like say that that uh, that ninety two version of Duke, the one with the the red and the tan, the desert looking Duke. Oh I think yeah, that, that's the guy that I I would want to see him done classified stuff. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, does she mean classified or does she mean in general? I'm going to guess classified. It seems to be the okay. the, the way the conversation's going tonight. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll give like I'll that. give her credit for being able to follow context. I like the tan one, uh, but the one with the brown, not the red. It's just it seemed a little more authentic military. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if you take the red out of that, I'm not 
I'm not heartbroken. So, but if something that's based on that design, that that's what I would want to see. Yeah, that'll do. We've already got kind of the one based on classic Duke. So next mm -hmm. one could be something that's maybe a little bit off the beaten path like that. Legitimate yeah. soldier looking Duke. Brown. Star Brigade. Brown. Duke. Star Brigade Duke. There you go. Now with elbows. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yes. Star Brigade. Hey. William J. Version. Hey. Now we're talking. They'll never sign that guy. Way <laughs> too expensive. Way, way too expensive. The moment he, he opens his mouth, the Puerto Rican comes out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you. Booth, babe. <laughs> That's what we do, William and I. It's our hot Latin blood that throws the ladies into a dizzy. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, 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 no. It's too sexy. It's too sexy. So if anybody has any questions, we're kind of going into the last round on that as we start to get ready for uh, for shout outs and what we got in. So any questions out there in the gallery, this is the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, Matt Rubin's going. With the futuristic take on G.I. Joe now, what feature from the vintage that was jumping the shark would make more sense now? So what didn't fit from 82 to 94 that would fit now? Good question there. Mm -hmm. Mark Weber, this is the sort of thing that you, you were paid to come up with ideas back in the right. day. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't really do Battle Force 2000 now, right? Because <laughs> kind of retro. Um, but mm, uh, you could make a future fortress that actually fits together. <laughs> That wouldn't be bad. Um, you could do but, a Battle Force 2044. Right? You know, you know what's terrifying is... Uh, Cross-train with, with Robotron to be Battle Force 2050. Yes. I mean, if, you look, if you look back then, uh, the stuff like the Toxo Lab, right? And Toxo Vipers and stuff. Back then it was like, oh, they're poisoning the environment, right? Oh, and that may, they're evil, so of course they would. But now the idea of toxic warfare, right? Like mm -hmm. that's terrifying on any number of levels, right? Because it would maybe, well, obviously, right? But uh, I'm just saying for something they made back then that was sort of a wink and a nod, right? Yeah. It's like Cobra used to be a terrorist organization, right? Because terrorism happened over there in Libya, right? Mm -hmm. And and then, yeah, after 2001, you know, you couldn't really just wave our hands and, oh, that terrorism stuff. So, you know, there, there are a lot of things in the brand that, that either unusable today or mean something totally different right now. So, I don't know. I think, I think Joe would uh, Joe. All I know is I, I've been watching a lot of the Sunbow cartoons lately, and the amount of stuff that gets blown up on American soil is astounding. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I I think some of that is just we get hung up on the one word terrorism and and we go into a tizzy and we we start clutching our pearls. But uh, anyways, go on, Mark. I was just going to say where I think Joe has always worked, at least since Real American Hero, is by playing that they're always a couple years into the future mm -hmm. because a you know a real GI Joe team would have the most advanced tech. 
and the most, you know, uh, barely approved prototypes and things like that. So, you know, it just seems kind of counter when my brain tries to wrap around it to grab something from the past that would be applicable now because I've always believed Joe Dunn Wright is bleeding edge tech and stuff that you're like, ah, I can't really see that now, but a couple years from now, yeah, sure. So, you know, whatever that is, that's where I, that's, I've always felt that's where Joe really made his fun. Yeah. To Toxo Lab was my answer too. I, I think all mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the cesspool inspired faction there. I think that that was the one that back in the day I absolutely just was like whatever roll my eyes make the obnoxious <laughs> sound and you know move on but now it it when the club brought that back a few years back I started plugging into it and going wow that really works you know with yeah. with everything that's gone on between the early 90s and today that seems to plug in better so Joe Cullen, what do you think I would say a, a new take on space warfare, just because it's it'll it's already getting here, and we already have problems with China and space junk, and them putting satellites before uh, you know in front of our satellites, and so that's that's gonna it's a little close to home, but it's also futuristic. So I would update space warfare. Do something Good like call. that. Especially now that there's Space Force. Where's the G.I. Yeah. Joe right. Space Force representative? Right. He's a guy with a, a you know, rolling chair that has a, a laptop and a drone. But whatever. Right. He's the best of the sure. best. And what rank does he hold in Starfleet, <laughs> right? He is likely an officer. So whatever. I'll have a G.I. Joe Star Trek crossover and it'll drive me insane. Why not? We already have a U.S. government Star Trek crossover. <laughs> I'm glad they just ripped, the just ripped the logo off of a Star Trek thing. I went, yeah, it's good. Of course it's good. <laughs> we don't need to We need to build on this. This is Somebody did this for us. So Space, Command actually, <laughs> Space Command had a similar logo, and they just ripped it off, it, it, except yeah. that it's copyrighted by CBS now. So wonderful for They'll probably have to. They'll probably get sued, and they'll probably have to change it. Yeah, maybe. I want that shirt, though. I want a Space Force shirt. Oh yeah. There we go. Get Joe Colton interested in the military again. That's what I was. If I well, if gonna... they open up gift shops, I'll go down when it, there's not an insurrection and get you guys shirts. Right. <laughs> there we go. Oh. When the insurrection is over and the pandemic <laughs> is all cleaned up, you're right. Up, right? So right. Can't wait. Somewhere around 2030, we're going to yeah. hold I'll be, I'll be two sizes larger by then, but cool. I'll be two sizes smaller by then because I'll probably be oh. dead. I'll not be dead. <laughs> Anyhow, that, um, that's going to bring the, the post sock to a close. By all means, Keep sending us your questions, comments, and, and uh, other stuff. Uh, we've got all of our contact information down there in the description. You, you can get to us through Podbean, of course. That's where our audio library is, including episodes of Rack Time. Provided somebody ever does episodes of Rack Time again. Oh! Anyhow, <laughs> he's 
He's a teacher. He's got stuff going on. I'm giving him a hard time. Let's punch but, a third grader. No, uh, he's got high school kids though. He doesn't. He doesn't have. Um, they're, they're tougher to kick around. Gets the summers off. Yeah, yeah. That's why we had more rack time over the summer, right? He should get them to do um, a review each week as part of his class. No, get bonus points. No. no, there's something something in the teacher contract that you can't force them to read Dead Game. It's like not that, that's not uh, that's not in or? the that's not in the school rules. That's in the Geneva Convention rules. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the problem there. All right. <laughs> so that takes us down into what we got in uh, the the part of the show where we. Attempt to humble brag through our collection increasing. Uh, Mark Weber, what'd you get in this week? Uh, I did not get in anything GI Joe, not a thing. Uh, but I did, as an old school card collector in Yankee stand, I got a card that wasn't terribly expensive, but it's cool. I'll hold it up here. Nice. Nice. Me, Ricky uh, Anderson was my favorite modern player. And it's not really a patch off his uniform or hat. It's you know it's fake. That's why it's not expensive. But it's a cool card, so it's like it's like a ten buck buy. So welcome home, Ricky. There you go. A little love from Ricky. Love the Ricky. Ricky, pick up the phone, Ricky. It's Ricky. <laughs> Ricky can't do nothing without breaking a cleat. I, several years ago, had a friend in our, our circle named Ricky, and anytime we had to call Ricky and leave a leave a voicemail. I would do it doing a bad Ricky Henderson impression. <laughs> Ricky, it's Ricky. Pick up the phone, Ricky. A very old Ricky Henderson got on the bus with the San Diego Padres, having recently signed there at the tail end of his career. And he walked in, he surveyed what seats were available. And he goes, where's Ricky? Where's Ricky's seat? And Steve Finley in the back said, Damn, Ricky, you got tenure on everybody here. You can sit wherever you want. And Ricky cocked his head like an a inquisitive canine and went, Tenure? Ricky got 15, 16 years on some of you guys. There we go. That's quality Ricky Henderson. Ricky I mean, Henderson. we're talking a guy who is who is always great for that kind of oblivious, I, I'm kind of dumb type one-liner. And then... Like I, I look forward to hearing his Hall of Fame speech more than any other Hall of Fame speech ever, right? Yep. And then he gets up and gives perhaps the most thoughtful Hall yep. of Fame acceptance speech ever. Like to the point, like tears are coming out. You're like going, "Damn, Ricky, that's beautiful!" And I realized yep. he got us all again. Yeah, that's it. He got us and all I, again, and I, two, I salute Ricky Henderson. That's it. Two footnotes. <laughs> I was in the crowd that day for his enshrinement. Magnificent. And I won I won ten bucks from Chris Passamano on the over under of how many times he would refer to himself in the third person. He said ten or over was him, single digits was me. He didn't do it once. Not yeah, once did he say Ricky this or Ricky that or ten bucks. So Mono. zero you counted zero as a single digit number then? Yeah. It he was didn't under. go double zero. He didn't try to go double zero. No, I had the under. I made my right. ten bucks. All right. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Again, just a beautiful speech. I dare say, when when we get done tonight, 
go find it on YouTube. Ricky Henderson Hall of Fame acceptance speech. It's a beautiful speech. Yep. Uh, Joe Colton, what'd you get in this week? I did not get anything in Joe related. So actually, I didn't get in, in anything related to anything. I got. I got You're not doing like an Easter Bunny collection or anything. Mm -mm. Nope. Got nothing this week. I got fabric. That's good. What are you working on with what, that? What are we working on? Uh, a Bo Katan costume. Redhead. Redhead, by the way. Yes, I got I got a match to her color. It took me a few months to figure it out. <laughs> well, when you when you have it on, put mm -hmm. up a picture on Facebook so I can post like eight times telling you how great it is. <laughs> I will definitely do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Hey, oh, I have a question. Yes. Soda related. How is Wes's hand, given the amount of riveting that I saw going on this week? So, Joe, Joe Colton, what is Wes working on to, to give everybody a base here? Um, so, The Witcher from Netflix, the Henry Cavill show, he, he is making he... I have sewn him the leather parts. He is now riveting almost a thousand rivets. Oh. <laughs> so, so riddle me this. Is he rotating hands? No. Or he's is only... he just giving up one hand? He's giving up one hand. So he's going to have like one T-Rex arm by, the, by a month yeah. from now? Yeah, because he's not ambidextrous, right? Like it's he's just right-handed. Is he at least being smart and riveting left-handed? <laughs> Do you use the offhand to rivet? Yeah, he's pretty, very pretty boy. Yeah, but dazzling. Yeah, he's that, That's the truth here. Bedazzling. In the most manly way possible with rivet. Yeah, it's he was heat hammering. Dazzling. So he had to heat. He had to uh, like use a heat gun, not heat gun, uh, uh, soldering gun to to make holes to then put the rivet through and then hammer it. Oh, and he's God. gotta, <laughs> he's gotta he's use gonna, like a. He's gonna complete this fully leather badass outfit, and his poor withered, crippled arm isn't gonna be able to get through the sleeve. <laughs> And it's crazy because swinging, um, swinging a tiny sword. Right. So the guy. Let's see. I am Gerald the Witcher. Right. So he, um, so the guy who makes my Wonder Woman outfits out of leather, he he contacted him to make the season two outfit, and then he thought about it. He's like, man, I should have got him to to make the season one outfit and all the riveting, and we should have made the other one. And I was like, yep. Yep. Wait, doesn't I'm not totally familiar with the Witcher. Doesn't he wear that giant sword on his back? He's got two swords, but yes. So so this thing kind of works, right? <laughs> you just can't draw it. Mm -hmm. He can yeah. kind of lead it forward to get it with his good hands. <laughs> I cannot wait till the pandemic's gone and we get conventions back and I get to see Wes walking around with his mutant arm totally on the sword for hours. Make me he, may also, he may also have the Quasimodo hunch going too, so he could be a whole, whole other creature altogether. Yeah, and then William is um, Jaskier from the from the show. He's the 
the guy yeah. playing the guitar. He's the, he's the bard, is what you're he's saying. He's the bard, yes. Is is he able to play the guitar or sing or anything like that? He does sing. The guitar is not real. Uh, Wes made it out of wood and foam. Mm. So. That's we'll, we'll eventually get in there. Well, they're they're really expensive. I'm just saying like, that the like, fact that William does not have a guitar he could already play is kind of disappointing. It's a loop, though. It's not a guitar. I'm still picturing Wes walking around a convention crippled over in half with a mutant arm going, once, once a man. I'll have him, when it's all done, videotape him. Uh, <laughs> doing that, and I'll just send it to you. How many times has a ribbit hammer strike been followed up by a curse word in the last week. So I've been upstairs, but I have heard several curse words. And one, was it one day I wasn't home. He had riveted for like two hours and he was like, you weren't home. But I swore a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, he was just sitting on the couch. He's like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> don't make me. Well now, again, we got to make sure we're very clear about this. All of this underscoring the fact that Wes yes. is a man. He's yes. Man. So, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. That poor yeah. rivet. <laughs> you found yeah. him riveting before, didn't you? <laughs> use, use that pun if you haven't used it yet. Use that pun. I haven't, when looks, but I was... <laughs> when he looks like he's just at wit's end, right? Just use that to tip him over. How's it going, West? Your progress reports are keeping me riveted. Yeah. Let him bang his thumb with that mallet and curse real loud and just look at him, wait for the noise to die down and go, a riveting performance, my dear. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> He'll run after you. Swinging with his good arm. <laughs> Lurching in your general direction. Anyways, I, I had a light week this week. Uh, but on Monday, I, I was off. And I figured if, if there was going to be a time to stop myself from going crazy and check out a vintage toy store, Monday at noon was a good time, right? No, Everybody's at work not shiftless layabouts like myself, but other people are at work. So I, I did go to one and they didn't have a whole lot, but I did I did buy a sea slug. Nice. With gun. With his gun and he's got a nice, nice symbol and I didn't pay a whole lot for him. So that's what I got this week. That's cool. So pretty. Yes. It works. For hey I mean ten dollars well spent, right? I was going nuts. What? And that's a uh... A sea, uh, the sea slug with the sea ray, that's a vehicle that could use an extra driver, right? There's yes. clearly at least two spots for a guy on that thing. So yeah, which I I have one sea ray and I believe I have I think seven sea slugs now. So I've got a crew. Whoa, that's <laughs> a lot of slugs. I did not expect you to say that. You know, it's it's funny because a, a couple of years ago I bought a lot from a guy, and Apparently, this this guy and his brother, when they were growing up, they just went through sea rays like, like they were uh, juice boxes. 
because there was there was just this gaggle of sea slugs in there, all in pretty good shape. Whatever. I didn't the ask questions. Does, the Sea Ray does tend to snap a little bit. Yeah, the, the so. Sea Ray is is pretty janky. It looks cool. Yeah, but it it does not hold together very well. So. Hmm. I can see how you'd go through a sea slug or two, but there was like five in there. So, yeah. okay, sure thing, guys, whatever. I'm not asking questions. I'm not here to judge. You almost got a baseball team there. Right? Yeah. They can, I can have sea slugs take on my, my Cobra blue shirts. Or your big Maybe Viper. I think, I think those are the only ones I got nine of. So, <laughs> Anyhow. That brings us to shout-outs. Mark Weber, you got any shout-outs this week? Uh, just uh, not to be mysterious, but uh, working on a little side hustle project with uh, my oldest friend, a guy named Brent Rotundi from Bend, Oregon. So to Brent Rotundi, Roto, uh, good, uh, nice working with you. How's that? Is that cryptic enough for you? Oh, I guess. More to come. I guess. Joe Colton. Um, <laughs> uh, my husband for keeping me sane. Uh, Maggie and, and William. Providing comic relief. Right. Maggie and William for um, support. And um, also... Um, Julie and Maggie for pushing me to have ladies nights and taking a break from the insanity that is my nine to five. And to you guys, because it's always, always wonderful seeing you guys each week. And so it's nice. At least we get to chat, even though we're not, we don't get to get together at cons or anything. So it's, it's nice to see you guys and laugh and have one or two hours a week to, to see you guys and catch up. And our I fans. I, I don't think we've ever had one event where all the active hosts of the show were there at the same time. We did. That was before you were a host, though. Oh, that's true. And then when you, after you became a host, you know, one guy started skipping shows. <laughs> and uh, Not my fault. You know, na name redacted never left his mom's basement, so... You know that that made that that whole era that never happened. But, anyways, uh, and my then Mark Weber stopped going to shows. Well, uh -huh. you know, Mark Weber's yeah. only been he's only been officially part of the team for you know about what I don't know two years now. Almost a year. Almost a year. It's only one year, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's about year? a year. It's one year. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I mean, he, he, was, he was doing double dance before that. Yeah. I filled in for a while, and 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 you, until the other you couldn't get the other guys to commit full time, and then they're like, "Fine, you can stay." I'm like, sweet. <laughs> that's that's not at all what happened, but okay. That that's how it worked with Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> no better offers. All right, you're here. Oh my God. I need to send your wife a care package. Right, right. <laughs> I suddenly feel very guilty. Or really, yeah. I think we might be doing her a service by keeping yeah. her away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she she, she might owe us a care package. She's a big fan. 
She's like, danger pay, you go. <laughs> she said she might even subscribe. Yeah. She, she was the one who bought the What's on Joe Mind t-shirt, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> the one. Maybe. Anyhow. But uh, my shout-outs, of course, to, to Racktime Rob, the unsung hero and fourth man of the team. Holy uh, to our, our wonderful sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, Kokomo Toys, who, you know, have provided the Segway. lovely the lovely giveaway fodder mm. that we will be providing mm. to somebody out there once we hit 500 subscribers. Yes. That, that's that's, uh, that's gung-ho over here. And that's Cobra Commander over here from, from uh, G.I. Joe Classified Wave 2. Again, when we get to 500 subscribers, we will figure out some painfully easy way to give those away. And we need to get moving on that because we have a better contest plan to get to 1,000. But I'm not doing it until we get to 500 first. Perfect. perfect. So let's, uh, let's share this video. Uh, get everybody to subscribe. I know we got folks who tune in every week and are not subscribed. And to you people, I'm, I'm going to send probably Phil Donnelly after you. Okay. So, good luck with that. Phil is an awesome guy. And um, so let, let's, uh, again, subscribe, uh, like the videos, comment on the videos, get us into circulation so we start picking up some randos. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not many walks of life where you want to pick up randos. This is one of them. Oh, my and God. If you, and if you, put a, if you put a folded cowboy hat on one of them, they become a rando condo. Yeah. <laughs> did that. Re-rando? Yeah. Re-crando. Listen, listen, subscribe, because I have a ridiculously well-armed friend in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> State. Right. Okay. Who can, who can come twist, twist your arm, so. <laughs> so anyways, shout out to Cocoa Toys. Shout out to everybody who's who's playing along with us in the live stream. Uh, thank you all for, for coming out and joining us. It's a lot of the same names week after week after week. We, we do love you. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Uh, shout out to everybody who's paying attention to this on recording. You're the ones that we're, we're actively courting. So uh, if you have the chance, catch us on Friday nights at 9 Eastern. Uh, we will be here for the, the live team stream. Uh, but all the, we are still all the same happy that you're joining us on the replay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our friends at the Ford Gum and Machine Company of Akron, New York. Of course, the makers of Big League Chew. Again, with this chew. Is that the same pack? Same packet? It's the same pack. pack. I haven't had any since last week. Dear God. Right. It's in a Ziploc. What do you want? It's fresh. Keep going. It still smells delicious, like so much bubble gum. I, don't, I mean, what's it supposed to smell like? Anyhow. And, of course, uh, a shout-out to everyone on the front lines. Um, you, we, we understand. Uh, you know, uh, or rather, I don't know if we could understand, but doctors, nurses, mm -hmm. uh, first responders, police, fire, uh, just everybody who has this pandemic in front of them 24-7. The task uh, force teams, the new task right. force teams. Right. Just thank you for Everyone. for holding the line and, and maintaining to stay sane. Um, shout out to Jay Sullivan, who continues to recover from COVID-19. Right. Um, let's hope that that's still going well. I know he addressed everyone on his Facebook page this week. Yeah. 
which is good. I mean, if he's feeling up to getting on the computer for a little bit and catching up, then that that's a good thing. Um, uh, and and that that's about it. You know, that that's all we got for this week on what's on Joe Mind. Uh, remember, we are still in a pandemic. We are not done with a pandemic because we are tired of a pandemic. If only it were that simple. Uh, exercise yeah. your freedom of choice and choose to keep everyone around you safe by wearing a mask, by practicing social distancing and maintaining six feet between you and those around you. Wash your hands and please don't go out unless you have to. Um, Lord knows Mrs. Weber can't get rid of Mark. So I mean, like, if, he, if she doesn't have an excuse, you don't have an excuse. Uh, and uh, let, let's do our best to limit the spread of, of COVID-19 and, and, and just get over with, get it over with so we can be back to normal at some point in the near future. Yep. Um, we, we got cons to get to, man. Come on. There's a question. Should we go out hunting at Target for the Cobra Island during the pandemic? I know I have always disguised my target hunt, my Cobra Island hunting at Target as grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I do. It I, I cut out a trip to a grocery store to go to Target. But I mean, you can uh, you can cut it out because they're not going to have any anyway. Oh! Hey! Like it? Like it? No, no. There's more waves coming. <laughs> But you're not bitter, and that's what's important. Mark. So angry. Yeah. Very bitter. <laughs> that, that's what we got tonight. Uh, good night, everybody. And thanks again for tuning in to the latest episode of What's on Joe Mind. Good night. Beer. Tune in next week when I'll bring you a new president. <laughs> All right.